Hi, my name is Sammy. And I'm S. And welcome to All Talk and No Browsers. Okay, so today we've got a, a very film-focused uh, episode. Well, we're going to be talking about some of the trailers that came out in uh, Comic-Con. So yeah, obviously quite a few trailers at Comic-Con. I mean, we're not going to, well, I, I, unless you really want to talk about the Titans one. I don't, I mean, I'm not interested in Titans. I don't know if you are. But yeah, Titans didn't look good when I actually did get to it. I don't know, if you like it. Like, you know, the listeners out there, if you if you liked it, let us know. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll all be surprised. Yeah, maybe it'll be the best superhero show, or maybe just the best show ever. I don't know. I mean, I'm not holding my breath for that. Don't worry, we're getting Young Justice season three soon. If you want a if you want a good DC cartoon, what about a DC movie? Uh, well, I don't know about good, but um, the Aquaman trailer was released during Comic Con. Okay, what was your first impression? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Uh. Yeah, thumbs up. Because obviously, yeah, if we get reducing it to the binary, then yeah, thumbs up. Well, I'll be honest. Like all the trailers that we've got to talk about, you know, I'm I'm probably going to see those films. They're all thumbs up. But my, what about you? Up or down? Yeah, no, I think that um, I care not for for Aquaman. So the trailer seemed okay. Hmm. Probably I'll go with a thumbs up. That probably doesn't mean I'm going to watch it. Well, I might watch it just for this podcast. But you know what I mean. Fair, fair. All right. Um, yeah, for me, the CG looked choppy. You know the bit with the sharks when he's young? Oh, dude. Yeah. You don't have to tell me twice. I mean, I'm hoping, because the film comes out in December, so they've still got time. They've still got loads of time to do some post-credits. But if you look at the other films within that film universe, by the way, it has a name. It's not the DCEU. I think it's called Worlds of DC, like officially. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they didn't just go with DCEU. I mean, you wait... All, the first film in this universe came out in 2013. They wait all that time just to come up with a name that, well... But anyway, my point. Um, yeah, If you look at all the other films in this universe, the the CG hasn't been great. Like, if if you saw... I mean, if you saw any of them, Batman... I think Batman v Superman, or Justice League in particular. Obviously, Justice League had its own particular set of problems. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll end up with another Henry Cavill mustache situation. By the way, I heard more about that whole... All that nonsense. Because, you know... I mean, for those of you that, that don't know... In Justice League, you can. It's very easy to tell which scenes Henry Cavill came back to reshoot because his half his mouth is all plasticky. <laughs> so, um, so what happened was uh, he was shooting for Mission Impossible Fallout, which apparently is a very good film. So I guess I'd recommend, but I haven't seen it yet, so I can't. Yeah. You know. So yeah, he was he was, uh, he was shooting for Justice League, finished that, started shooting for Mission Impossible. His character in Mission Impossible has facial hair, but then he had to go back for Justice League reshoots. So obviously, but um, you know, Mission Impossible were like, well, no, dude, you can't, you know, show shave because you know you're doing our film. But apparently, it was worked out. Um, if for Mission Impossible, if they had like shut down production, so he could like shave and go do the Justice League reshoots and come back, they worked out how much it would cost them. So they were like, okay, Warner Brothers, if you pay us this, then yeah, we'll let you, we'll let you do that. And you know, everyone was going to be fine. But then when the when that notion was brought to the Warner Brothers executives, they were like, no. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And then the great irony being, I don't know if you heard, but Tom Cruise, whilst filming one of the stunts, got, got injured. So production for Mission Impossible got shut down anyway. Oh my god. Oh. That's so stupid. It's like, literally, Warner Brothers can't... They're literally like, they're their own worst enemy. They, I bet, I bet they spent like almost like more on trying to fix this stuff in CG. Well, actually, I bet they didn't, because it's, it's crap. <laughs> they should have... Uh, I mean, we can talk about what should and should not have been done with Justice League. If you've seen the animated film Justice League War, you know that it's possible to make a good Justice League film. Okay, back to Aquaman. Yeah. The thing that I had to say about it was that, like, it's just like, why does every superhero... Like, I guess they wanted to make every superhero relatable, right? But yeah, every superhero starts off being bullied. Like, I can't think of a superhero... Like, okay, there's a few superheroes that maybe weren't bullied, but, like... I'm sure people like leave like comments, tweet at Sammy CD. This is the superhero that wasn't bullied, but like it's such a classic like opening statement. Like even even in some of the further trailers we took, we look at there's like bullying scenes. Yeah, but I mean it's just so easy for to make your character relatable. Just be like, oh, he's an outsider, just like you. He he was bullied. And like with that command, it's the whole he doesn't. He, the whole point is that he never felt like he belonged on the surface world or in in the water. Mm, mm. But then that's that's what makes him so great. He is a child of two worlds. But I guess you know we'll wait until James Wan brings that story to life in December. Yeah. 
Like my my favorite quote from the the trailer was, "You do your best when you're not thinking at all." Hmm. Interesting. I feel like that Aquaman. Is it strange that I feel like Aquaman should seem smarter? I haven't seen Aquaman on on screen, but that quote makes me feel like he's not very smart. I'm wondering if is it because it's Jason Momoa playing him? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just like judging a book by its cover, and actually I'm like, oh, he's just he's just a himbo. I don't think it, I don't think Jason Momoa is possibly the probably the best person they could have got for the role. And our, the irony is, um, so you know how Warner Brothers keep green greenlighting nonsense DC films and sending us, you know, instead of giving us good ones, like yeah, you know, when's Green Lantern coming out? But anyway, it's the fact that they're hell bent on greenlighting stuff like Lobo. If you look, if you look up the co- the comic book character Lobo, tell me that yeah. he wouldn't be Jason Momoa wouldn't have been perfect to play Lobo. No, I get what you're saying, man. Like it's so you know it's a, he he would have been perfect to play Lobo, but obviously they you know they made their bed. Like I mean, he was he was all right in Justice League, but like yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, they tried to turn Aquaman into some kind of dude bro, and like I don't I mean yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll wait I'll watch the film. I mean, it's got J- James Wan's directing it, and he's good. Like if you've seen any if you've seen The Conjuring. Or any films from that universe, like he's just been quietly going about his business and putting together a solid series of films. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, good, good for that guy, man. Like, like maybe, maybe that will actually like tone down. Like, maybe it's not going to be as funny as we think because he comes from that universe. Um, and it'll actually will, like not saying that it needs to be serious because DC doesn't need like oh, DC whatever. The world of DC doesn't need an, another like serious hero movie but uh yeah if anyone's like what like if you're listening like i would say literally go and google like lobo uh and like if you just look at the pictures and you see this like hench ass guy with like long hair and his his face almost like looks like jason Momoa's face it's ridiculous well for, i mean my my real point is why, why the hell are they making a lobo film Who's asking for Lobo? They didn't even get the Justice League right. They couldn't even get Superman right. And he's Superman. Anyway, um, some of my notes from here about Aquaman. Question is, are we going to care about the villain? Now, it seems obviously that there's more than one villain. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's um, his half-brother, Orm. And uh, so it looks like at the start of the film, he's the current ruler of Atlantis. I'd assume by the end that Aquaman will become the ruler because that's a classic hero story, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the other villain, Black Manta. Yeah. Odds on them not calling him Black Manta and just calling him Manta. Because every superhero that has black in his name has to be black as well. Yeah. Black Lightning. Yes. Black Manta. <laughs> yes. Black Manta. <laughs> it's like, guys, when, we, when are you going to call like a white superhero white something? You know what I mean? What is well, this? well, I, I mean, if you watch Legends of Tomorrow, you'll know that um, was it Sarah Lance is a uh, is white canary, but obviously in the comics, a white person wasn't white canary. White canary is just whatever. But yeah, so pe- people have made points about how they just whitewashed that character just so they could bring back Sarah Lance. But you know, that's a, for another podcast when we when we do get into the the, the CW. What's the name of that universe, Sammy? You know, you don't even watch those shows, do you? No, no, of course I don't watch those shows. They're crap. Hey, no, they're good. No, no, no. What's good is sharp objects. But let's get stay on topic. Sharp objects is unreal. But yeah, we'll. we'll oh, I can't wait to. We after this podcast, you and I are going to talk about that. <laughs> Maybe we should record a podcast about it at some later date. I think. Well, I mean, after the finale, if if you watch Sharp Objects, let us know if you want us to talk about it. Yeah. And if you don't watch Sharp Objects, watch it. <laughs> what, what are you doing? It's not like there's Game of Thrones or Westworld anymore. If you want some, high, if you want some high class HBO TV show with Oscar level acting, yeah. Sharp Objects. Definitely. Yeah. Tweet us at Talk No Browsers. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that's that's everything I have to say about Aquaman. I'm pretty cool on it. Not 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 either way really, but. I guess I guess the the trailer maybe had some ironic enjoyment to it. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be so bad that it's good. Oh no! Like I think if this is bad, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> when is things things are hardly ever so bad that they're good? Like Transformers, you could be like, yeah, 
that's so bad it's good. I'll defend the first Transformers film. I've always hated the second one. My hour-long Transformers rant will save that for another time. Okay, Shazam. So definite thumbs up for me. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think first, my first instinct is is the first time I watched it, right? Like because the Shazam actor, the actor that plays Billy Batson, transformed as Shazam. Uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah, Zachary Levi. He just looks weirdly tanned. And like you just saw, it was a bit jarring the first time I watched the trailer, but the second time I watched the trailer, like that all went away. I was just like, okay, cool. This guy is just just a superhero, and like it, it it's okay. Like, uh, and so all that faded away. So I was a bit more happier with with almost like with watching the trailer. Yeah. So that that feels really positive. Um, I don't feel like I'm gonna have the the same. I'm glad it doesn't have the same effect as. Uh, uh, Han Solo's the actor from the actor that plays Han Solo <laughs> in Solo, um, so that's that's really good. Um, Wait, did did you watch Solo in the end? No, no, but I've actually heard reviews about it that make me want to watch it because they're like, actually, it was good. Ooh, okay, all right. I, I think I, obviously I know that's not the general consensus, but like you know, um, so loving loving the fact that that uh, Billy Batson like ran away from six foster homes. Now, the question is, is maybe you shouldn't be sending the kid to like unsecure foster homes. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe the problem isn't the kid. Maybe the problem is the fact that you're just sending this kid out into the world to like so, to, to people who can't really take care of children. I mean, I, I'm not the best place to talk about what families should and should not be foster families. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> what did you think about it? I gave him definitely giving it a thumbs up. I, I, I'm sure you're going to give it a thumbs up too. But what, what are your first thoughts? Oh yeah, like literally after the first time I saw it, I thought, you know, this looks good. How is DC going to mess it up? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to end up talking about a bit about Justice League War again. It's the fact if you watch that animated film, like you'll get a feel for what this should character Shazam is. Because I admit, you know, I I accept that he's not like as well known as definitely not as well known as like Batman and Superman. But like, if you watch Justice League and you see how they try to make Flash the younger kid who's like overawed by like hanging by working with all the superheroes, that should have been Shazam because he literally is a boy. Yeah. Just imagine if you were like 12, 13 or whatever, and you get to fight crime with you know your heroes. Or that would have been. Yeah. They should have used him as the Flash because Flash is supposed to be like the same age as like. I mean, I know you know the way Warner Brothers have gone about it, but Flash is supposed to be like, about the same age as Green Lantern, Batman, Superman, and all, all of that instead of like some instead of some boy. Oh really? Yeah, they, yeah, because they very obviously took elements of Wally West, because Wally West is the original Kid Flash. Yeah. But anyway, um, but, you know, this isn't about how I would f- attempt to fix the DC. Sorry, world of DC, worlds of DC. It just it just doesn't even roll off the tongue. You know, you just want to instinctively say DCEU. It's what, that's what it should have been. But anyway, um, but yeah, Shazam, I yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, I, the, uh, his foster brother, yeah, that, he seems pretty cool as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love the Game of Thrones speech. I was like, that's yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a, a great moment in the cinema. Yeah, I'm just wondering how they're going to mess it up. I hope they don't. I think that um, like obviously Shazam as like a, a superhero is feels like magic Superman. Yeah, but yeah, he's basically imagine if Superman. Yeah, imagine if you gave a boy Superman powers and he can also use a bit of lightning. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the fact that that he flosses in the in the video? Like, do people? I, I don't know. I don't know if people actually still floss. I feel like it's the kind of thing that would have already died by then. But he's a child, so but then a child would know whether or not people still floss. I mean, people people were flossing last year. Like, it's been a while. It, it didn't bother me. I haven't realized how big of a thing flossing was until I just started to see children doing it everywhere. Well, it's because of because it's from Fortnite, and that's you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and like, but like also like little children, like I guess like five year olds, six year olds, like that type of age, like they're flossing. I'm like, whoa, what's happened to this world? Yeah, but I mean, aren't they the ones playing Fortnite? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, this is I guess tangent. But did you hear about um, which which dance is it? I don't think it was some dance from Fortnite got banned from the school. Like, I mean, we're at a stage where I mean, that's how you know something's popular when it starts getting banned at a school. Um. That means it's the right amount popular. Because right, I remember when Beyblades got banned. Oh boy, what a time to be alive. No, it wasn't. It was a great time to be alive until they got banned. 
in my school, like, I, we made our own Beyblades. When you say it made your own, we just we like we like had like these like puzzle piece things, which were like we're like we get we'd make a pyramid essentially and and spin it at each other, <laughs> and we'd have Beyblade tournaments, and we had our own set of colors, and you know. I was I was obviously I was blue and red so I was like I was like Dronza that Beyblade. This is, this is what happens when you go to an inner city school. <laughs> we had to make our own fun. Damn the early noughties, man. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't this was oh yeah this was the noughties, yeah yeah, yeah yeah it would have had to be because yeah. <laughs> sorry I was gonna say like Beyblade happened a while ago, Sammy. <laughs> No, I thought you said the nineties, and I was gonna say that I can't even remember the nineties, man. Like, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, so I think. So yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch Shazam. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna get yeah. two Captain Marvel films in one year. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the Captain Marvel reference in Shazam. He'll probably be like, "Wait, can't I go with another superhero name? What about Captain Marvel?" And he'll be like, "No, it doesn't." If they say no, that's taken. Oh, I'll lose it. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, I can't wait for it. Yeah. But like, um, probably like a tone shift um, coming with with Venom. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to expect with the movie. Like, is it part of the Marvel universe? Is it not? Is it adjacent? Yeah. Right, first of all, what you have to do is not listen to anything Amy Pascal says. Because <laughs> it sounds like she can't decide. Cause I don't know if you've seen... The, remember, remember months ago, it might have been last year when we were watching the video, where it was her and Kevin Feige talking about how the handling of Spider-Man. And she was talking about how the, the, the universes were adjacent. But then Kevin Feige just sitting there not saying anything with some smile, as if to suggest, this, no, this is not true. So currently, I, I've heard that this is not within the MCU. But then it's like, how are you going to do Venom without Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. But it, but then it's, it goes into the wider what is Sony doing because they're trying to carry up, they're trying to have their own Spider-Man cinematic universe, but without Spider-Man. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I saw this one meme where it was like, um, when people say that they think that they're worried about Venom sucking, but then they also want it to suck because like the the real problem comes, I guess, if this film is good, then I assume Disney. I mean, definitely Disney. Disney want everyone's money. You know, Disney will tr- want maybe want to incorporate it, or if, if it sucks and you know everyone just forgets about it. Yeah, I think I think there's a good chance that this movie will actually make money. Oh yeah, well, because I think it's rated R, so it's not going to earn like the the big money that you get from like a PG thirteen. No, but I think I think that what it will do is that the like hardcore Deadpool crowd is also probably a hardcore Venom crowd because they're both sort of like adjacent characters. If you know what I mean? They're like, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that'll be who Sony definitely wants to try and attract anyway. Yeah. Like in, into superheroes, but we'll watch an R rated film. That's definitely who Sony will want. I, I think it's good. Well, I say fun. It's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. No matter what, right? Like yes. it might be fun, but like it might be so bad that it's good. I think it might actually cross that boundary. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I think that even even the American accent that Tom Hardy has. Oh gosh, generic like, East Coast man. He sounds like he's stoned all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, I got a parasite. He, he elongates every single word. Maybe that's gonna like be like hilarious. Hey, hey I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I'm, I'm Eddie Brock. <laughs> yeah, I got a parasite. Bye, Mrs. Chan. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And also, <laughs> the Bane posting memes. I'll be honest. I don't, I don't really have been thinking about them, but the Bane posting memes. Tom Hardy playing a character that has a weird voice and is wearing a mask. Oh, it's all there. I'm, I'm glad that you haven't been thinking about it so much recently. That, that makes me happy. Uh, my favourite, my favourite, I'm not even going to quote, I'm not going to say like the whole quote. It's just the favourite word that I hear in this, uh, in this trailer have to be pancreas. I thought you were going to say turd. <laughs> like a turd in the wind. It's just the way that he says, like, pan- pancreas. It's just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> if anyone goes, watch, watch, back, watch the trailer back and just listen out for pancreas. It's, it's beautiful. Also, I was going to say that, like, there's a, there's a bit of, like, a R-rated version of Iron Man feeling to this. Like... Go on. We've got good person, gets a suit. What, faces bad version of himself? Faces bad version of himself, also oh. with a suit. But he's I, also a millionaire. 
No, that's just the that's just literally just the Marvel formula. Like if you look at, I mean, even not just even just not the MCU. Well, to be fair, that's just superhero formula. How many times have you seen a superhero film, a comic book film, where the the bad guy is just a dark reflection the of the good guy? Like obviously you've got Iron Man where he faces the Iron Monger, just literally takes the original Iron Man suit and like yeah. gives it more weapons. And then if you look at Iron Man 2, where Whiplash is in the end just makes an Iron Man suit and gives it electric whips. And, like, Venom is based... I mean, Eddie Brock is supposed to be a dark reflection of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's you know, it's, it's nothing new. But I guess I'm not tired of it yet. But then his dark reflection, I guess, is anti-Venom? Who's who's he meant to be? Uh, I don't know, because people were talking about whether Carnage was going to be in this film. He's another... Basically, there are loads of symbiotes, loads of different symbiotes Yeah. within Marvel Comics. So I assume they're just going to pick one and make him the villain of this. Yeah, I've heard that they also might have multiple villains, which, yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe that'll be interesting. Maybe that'll work for once. Well, I was about to say, I mean, if you've seen Spider-Man 3, I mean, Sony have already messed up having, due to having too many villains. Great PlayStation 2 game, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, Godzilla, which I have to say, like, on my thumbs-up rating, probably has the highest thumbs-up rating from from, like, from watching these trailers. Oh yeah. Alright, for me, this this one comic con. How can you not want to see Godzilla fight other giant monsters? Yeah, like seriously, guys, like you should go and watch this trailer. It might be ridiculous, but there's also some weird like Pokemon vibe about it where, <laughs> where they're going like searching and gonna try and catch them all or something. I can't, I can't wait. I mean this trailer made me want to go back go back and watch the 2014 Godzilla. And also what Kong Skull Island. Because you know, that's all the same universe, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can't wait for, in however many years, two or three years, when we get Godzilla vs. Kong. Isn't Godzilla actually, like, huge compared to Kong? But no, but this this King Kong is bigger than he's ever been. And the whole point in that, in that Kong film is that he's still a boy. He's still got growing to do. And that film was set in the 70s. Imagine how much growing you can do in 40 years, Sammy. <laughs> it's it's going to be unreal. Oh, I, I cannot wait. Also, it, the girl, the, the Stranger Things girl, Millie... Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to watch her doing some, some classic acting uh, where she breathes in, 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 a, in a hysterical way, classic Stranger Things moves there, or where she screams uh, in like a, a distressed manner, Again, classic Stranger Things moves there. Like, yeah, this will be your cover tea as well. If you want to see her screaming or breathing, then go for it. I mean, you look at the other, the, like the acting talent, isn't it? Obviously, the focus, the focus oh. should be Godzilla because it's, you know, it's Godzilla. But it's got um, Sally Hawkins. She was up for an Oscar for The Shape of Water. Absolutely. No, the cast is ridiculous. It's got Charles Dance. If you want to see Tywin Lannister again, it's got it's got Thomas Middleditch. Yeah, yeah, Thomas Middleditch, dude. I will watch anything that Thomas Middleditch is in, no matter what. Uh, who else? Who's got the that one woman from? She was in The Conjuring. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the actress or her character in The Conjuring, but she's in it. I'm just getting up the. What's the full title? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. King, King of the Monsters. So I guess it conf- confirmed Godzilla is a boy. Boy. Um, I'm just getting up the IMDb list here. Uh, Kyle Chandler doesn't sound like a, a a familiar name, but you guys, if you Google him, you'll know exactly who I mean. I have no, I. I don't know who he is. I thought Ken Watanabe was in this. Uh, isn't he in G.I. Joe? I don't know. He, he's in... He's the guy from... He's in Inception, isn't he? I think he was in the first Godzilla. There's a clip. I've seen the clip of him where he goes, let them fight. I'm assuming that's from the first Godzilla, where Godzilla fights some giant monsters and that. Yep. In case you haven't realised, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, that's a little, uh, all I've got to say on Godzilla. Like, got to say, you, you surprised me with this one. Uh, I'm going to take it. Uh, next up. Glass. Um, so for you, thumbs up, thumbs down. So the trailer really, really intrigued me. Mm. Uh, considering I don't essentially know much about this franchise or universe, whatever you want to call it. I, I think universe is the buzzword nowadays. Yeah. Ten years ago, you'd have called it a franchise. <laughs> Dude, like Glass um, being essentially the third movie in a... In, in the series starting with Unbreakable and uh, the last one being Split, which is which are both movies I haven't seen, but this this trailer is interesting enough for me to want to spend three to four hours watching two movies I haven't seen 
One of which is more than a decade and a half old. Oh, yeah. Looking at it now, Unbreakable came out in 2000, which is probably why we haven't watched it. Because I know four or five-year-old me, this wouldn't have been... My mum wouldn't have even let me watch it, even, even if I wanted to. The difference between our parents, my mum never watched Predator. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mum wouldn't let me watch... Um, uh, what's it called? The thing with Russell Crowe where he's a gladiator. <laughs> gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't forgiven her for that, by the way. No, I watched that. That was. I think I fell asleep in it though, because you know, it is like six hours long. Yeah, but I think it was also an Oscar movie, wasn't it? So it was always it was always going to be long. But anyway, yeah, Unbreakable. Um, it looks like because what I've got written down for the glass prayer is that it's Shyamalan back to his best. Because it look it does look like he's quietly been going about his business. Is now and it looks like he's now making good films again. Because obviously, if you've seen Sixth, Sixth Sense, you know you'll know he became known for his twist. And I felt like he maybe he decided to like die by the twist. You either live by the twist. Well, it should be live or die, but he very obviously, you know. Like, for example, I haven't seen... Uh, what's the one with, um, not Jessica Chastain, the one that looks like her? Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> where, where, it was like, where it's like old-timey, but then it's aliens, but it turns out it's not even actually aliens, it's people dressed up as aliens. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Okay, well, I mean, if you haven't seen that film, then I guess spoilers. I guess it's just... But that's the thing. I think that... That sounds ridiculous to me. Obviously, I haven't seen that film, but it sounds like nonsense to me. How can you have that be the twist, you know? What's that film called? I'm just going to look up Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm looking her up, but I don't, like, how old is she in this? This is from like the mid-noughties, I think. Okay, okay, I'm here. Lady in the Water? I don't think it's that. How Grinch Stole Christmas? The, the Village, I think it's the... Wait, what? She's in the, she's in the Grinch Stole... What? She's a surprise to who? I didn't know she was in that. Oh, fun fact, Taylor Momsen's in that. Yes. Uh, yeah, for those of you, in case, in, if some of you are a fan of alternative rock music, she's Taylor Momsen, the lead singer of um, The Pretty Reckless. She's the little girl that sings in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I feel like the, like the, is it the Pretty Reckless? Like, they came onto my radar with, with Kick-Ass. And they, they had a great song on that soundtrack. Okay, fair. Because uh, the only like, the song that I know, well, the first song I know from them is um, Makes Me Want to Die. I, I don't know if that's the song that you're talking about. I don't know if the timelines work out that way. In any way, the village sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Tweet us at talk no browsers and tell us if it does fit the timeline. Wait, so you're telling me you can't remember wh- which song it was that you heard? I don't know. Okay, fair. Okay, I'm going to search the Kick-Ass soundtrack. You talk about this a bit more. So yeah, Glass. Um... Yeah, I'm think I'm wondering if if it's just if this is Shyamalan back to his best because obviously he started off pretty strongly with you know with Sixth Sense. If you haven't watched it, then um, well, I recommend watching that. And uh, what did Unbreakable get? But yeah, uh, with Split, but I've only I only heard good things about Split. I haven't seen that yet, but Glass makes you want to watch that. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, Split being a secret secret sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah. And Glass. You look at who's in it. Obviously, Bruce Willis, uh, James McAvoy, who gave an excellent performance in Split, I'm told. you got Sarah Paulson. She's pretty cool. Uh, and obviously, Samuel L. Jackson. It's got Anya Taylor-Joy. If you've seen The Witch, you'll know that she can act. Bet you a very, very good movie. Oh, yeah. The, the Witch is good, yeah. I mean, like, uh, just for any, you know, for any of you that are watching, for me, I found it a bit difficult in the beginning because um, they have strong Yorkshire accents and, like, the language, because if you look at when it's set, the language is very old-timey. But once I got my head around that, Good, very good film. Would recommend. Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down for business with Glass, Unbreakable. I always heard it was a good movie, but never, 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 never went went to watch it. Um, uh, and Split, I was just like, oh, this is James McAvoy being annoying. But you know, like, <laughs> I, clearly, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I heard he put in. A, well, I was about to say a very good performance. I guess many different very good performances. Definitely, and obviously, like by, by the looks of this trailer, there's some like Jekyll and Hyde type feelings going on. At least that's what I got. I don't know what did you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I know what you mean. Like it's, it's with him anyway, because obviously the whole for those of you that no, for those of you that haven't watched Split, his character has split personalities. Yeah, yeah. One, I think one of them is called the Beast. So obviously, that's yeah. I guess that would be. The Mr. Hyde of this. Yeah. That's exactly what I was referring to, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. no I, I, I'm really interested by it. And, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson, like, cool. I'll, I'll turn up for him. Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay. The last movie on our, on our Comic-Con 
trailer list is Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Right. First of all, Sammy, have you watched the previous one? No, I haven't watched the previous one. So yeah, so you're you're going into this completely fresh. But but just so yeah, just so our audience knows, you are a man that enjoys Harry Potter, or at least has watched Harry Potter, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've watched all the the Harry Potter movies. You know, I enjoyed them. Like I even watched the the final movie in three D. Ew. Like, when that when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, that fad. Mate, at least at least like at least it's not. You've seen there's four D movies these days. Let's not even. How many dimensions they're gonna find? <laughs> but um, yeah, so thumbs up or thumbs down for this Grindelwald movie? Uh, this is actually a tricky one because overall, it actually looked like pretty entertaining, and I guess that's like, the whole point of the trailer, right? The trailer's meant to like sell you on the idea that the movie looks entertaining. Oh yeah, like that. The people that cut together the trailer, like it's, it's their job is just to get you in the cinema. Doesn't matter yeah. whether the film it actually is good; they're just gonna put something together to make you want to watch. Exactly, and I think. They probably did a really good job at that because they're making me consider spending another hour and a half, two hours to watch the previous one. Just because I sort of like the cast and it seems it seems like it could be funny. Do you know what I mean? Harry Potter's always had that kind of tone, you know? I mean, you know, you get to the serious bits at the end of the school year when Harry's got to defeat Voldemort again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially like the, the bit in the trailer when they've got their fears and it, like his is... You know, working in an office. Haha. All right, now that you're talking about this, I just want to point out, why is Dumbledore teaching Defence Against the Dark Arts before he became head head teacher at, at uh, Hog, Hogwarts? Who he else taught, would it be? He, well, no, well, I don't know who their, their Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher was at that time, but Dumbledore always taught Transfiguration before he became head teacher. That was, that's my problem with it. How do you know that he's teaching Defence of the Dark Arts, do they say? Because that's Defence Against the Dark Arts. They're, He's teaching me how to deal with the bogger. Do you not remember Prisoner of Azkaban? No, no I do. I do. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe there's overlap, some overlapping curriculum here. Come on. <laughs> to be fair, in Prisoner of Azkaban, Snape you know, took over for Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's my gripe. He should be teaching Transfiguration. But anyway, yeah, back, back to the film itself. For me, thumbs up. I think like, I think I had to give it a thumbs up because it managed to convince me to to want to like to be curious, right? Hmm. Which when I went into this, I had like no desire to watch it at all. So, right, I think that's like that, they've done well. They've done well for sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I I only thought I mean, I love all the Harry Potter films. Why well, I say all of them? I didn't like five or six. <laughs> but like Harry Potter the franchise, I'm a big fan. I read all the books and everything. So you know, I was always going to watch this, even though I thought the first Fantastic Beast was only all right. Mm. But, you know, I'm around for this. Like, it looks pretty good. And uh, it's still, it's J.K. Rowling wrote the screenplay for the first one. So she's hev- she's heavily involved. Like, this is all canon stuff. Yeah. I mean, J.K. Rowling's involvement doesn't sell me on anything. Because she's just a waste man. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, I'm sick of, in terms of, like, story. Yeah, maybe the story would be good. Yeah, why not? But, um, but yeah, I think the film is pretty good. I I will be watching it. I will definitely be watching it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down. Like, I I may I may maybe like I might illegally download it or something. <laughs> if the FBI man's if the FBI man's listening, that was a joke. If he wasn't, then it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing with uh, Fantastic Beasts is that obviously like. It's it's still giving a job to 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 Jack Sparrow, and and his his horrible acting. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the next part of this. Um, should so yeah. Basically, we're just gonna, we're just wondering whether whether Johnny Depp should still be playing Grindelwald. You know, should they have? I mean, I I think they could have recast the role. He's he was only actually in the last one, like right at the end. Yeah. Like I mean, I know you haven't seen the last one, but basically. You know what Apology's motion is? Basically, he was pretending to be someone else. He stole that part of the person's identity. It was pretending to be them. So he only gets revealed right at the end of the first one when he gets arrested. Harry, Harry Potter have recast people before. Yeah. Like, because um, what's his face? The guy who played Cedric Diggory, uh, Robert Patterson. Yeah. Cedric is in the third one, but he doesn't even have any lines. And then when by the time it's time for, in the fourth one, he, when, he, when he actually talks and is a main character, then they get, they, that's when they brought in Robert Patterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and, and Lavender Brown, because I think in the, is it the fifth one or sixth one, whatever, whichever one it is where she, the, the character Lavender Brown gets with Ron Weasley, she was recast from, literally, it was, it was a black girl playing her in the earlier ones, and then they recast her to some white girl. Wow. So, you know, they, they Warner Brothers doesn't have a problem recasting people in the Harry Potter universe. Exactly. They must have known that, like, that Twitter would have gone off, because, you know, you yes. can't have black stormtroopers, or you can't... <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, because I mean, I think what one thing that a lot of people have spoken about is the fact that um, so at Comic Con when they were showing all these trailers, uh, the the Aquaman panel was out, and then the next panel on that stage was Fantastic Beasts, and it's the fact that Amber Heard was obviously there with the Aquaman people, hmm. and then Johnny Depp obviously came out right after, and when they showed the Fantastic, well, at the end of the Fantastic Beast uh, panel, Johnny Depp came out in character and gave a monologue, and it was a weird atmosphere. Apparently, some people were cheering, but other people were booing. Mm. yeah dude like yeah like i don't i just don't understand like johnny depp man like like i guess we're not giving jobs to kevin spacey anymore so why are we giving jobs to to johnny depp i think it's just i feel like there is like without getting too conspiracy theory but it's okay like because kevin spacey is like gay then it makes him more on the fringes of like quote-unquote society so then it's okay for him to be like, oh, this guy can be a scapegoat, right? But Johnny Depp is like Jack Sparrow. He's all these characters. He's like a well-renowned actor. He fits the bill of making money in movies. So, you know, so what if he beats his wife up? You know what I mean? Well, to counter that, I guess it's ex-wife now. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for her. But to yeah, counter yeah. that, um, Kevin Spacey, he says he chooses to live as a gay man. I think that was just him trying to deflect. But this isn't about Kevin Spacey. But on top of that, Johnny Depp, even if you're looking at it as a bit, in, you know, just purely in business terms, he isn't a box office drawer anymore. Those Pirates films don't make money. Not anymore. True. I haven't seen any of them in cinema. Did I see the fourth one? But even again, how long ago did the fourth one come out? I think it was before you and I met, so it was a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, that's a really good point. I was having a look at his, his IMDb to see if he's actually, like, done anything good recently. Obviously, he got pigeonholed as Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And But I, I remember hearing something about him not even... Gonna, that he's not going to be in the next Pirates film. Obviously, I don't know how true that is, and I'm not going to watch the next Pirates film anyway. Like, to get me to watch that, you'd need to have Tom Hardy wearing a mask and Killian Murphy would have to have a bag over his head and Matthew Modine would have to talk about getting hotheads off that boat. But, you know, they, they, they'd they have a job on the, their hands to get me to watch the next Pirate movie. Obviously, if you have Amy Adams there as well. Like, if they were serious about getting... If Warner, Warner Brothers, Disney was serious about getting me to watch it, they, they'd have to pull out all these stops. Just specifically you, though. Oh, yeah. Probably That probably would interest, like, only other Bane posters. What, Amy Adams? Everything else, yeah. Everything else, I said, yeah, Bane posters. But, yeah, but if you have Amy Adams in it, they can go for an Oscar. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, obviously, I completely agree with you. But like talking about Amy Adams, I talked to a, a colleague today about sharp objects, uh, and I said to her like, "Oh yeah, like Amy Adams is in it," and she was like, "And this was after I explained that you know like it's quite a dark TV series. There's like some like murder mystery elements. There's some like abuse." The end of every episode, apart from the one last Sunday, that Sunday just gone. The end of every episode has made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of how dark it is, like I always end the episode going, "Whoa." Yeah, and like kind of need a kind of need a palate cleanser, like just end up, you know just watching some, you know like in between us or something straight after. No, exactly, one hundred percent. So uh, I like I said to her like all these things, and I said like there's like there's like elements of like you know abuse in it and like weird family relationships, and it's like she was like oh yeah sounds so cool, Amy Adams, is that is that the is that the person who was in Enchanted? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's her. <laughs> And I was like, "Yeah, but don't don't go in expecting that." <laughs> <laughs> She's got range; she can do it all. <laughs> they have to give her an Emmy for this. Surely, what, like, what's the competition? I mean, don't say Altered Carbon, because please. No, Altered Carbon won't win any of the real awards because it's sci-fi. No, it won't win any real awards because it's not good. Ooh. It's okay. It's 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 middling at best. It's the best show of the year. I thought Westworld season two would be it, but the finale let itself down. I still enjoyed it. It still, it still was more enjoyable than Altered Carbon. Wrong. Will we ever record another podcast? <laughs> Find out next time. <laughs> Sharp Objects is going to beat them both anyway, so it doesn't matter really. Yeah. Okay. 
Incredibles 2? Yeah, let's go for it. Sammy came up with the idea, because I, I watched Incredibles 2, was that last week? Whenever it was, whenever I was supposed to be editing the last episode, I went, that evening I actually went to see Incredibles 2. Uh, so Sammy, came, but Sammy, unless I'm mistaken, you still haven't watched it, right? Nope. So he got he came up with the idea of like interviewing me about what I thought about it. Okay, so let's let's start off with my standard question. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. Definitely. Okay. So, what were your first thoughts? Um, immediately after I came out of the cinema, because obviously it's a sequel, so um, and it's a sequel where I saw the original in cinema as well. So I'm, instantly I was thinking, is it better than the first? And I'm still not sure, because um, if, say, it came out like a year or two after the original, then I think I would have been able to make an easier comparison. But when you see a film when you're eight years old, and then they take their sweet time to release a sequel... I don't know if they can ever really, truly capture that magic. Yeah. So I'm, the jury's still out on whether it's better. Make arguably more ambitious, but then when you go back and watch the first one, you the, the first one's kind of like, kind. I mean, I've had other people describe it as like Watchmen, but for kids. Yeah. You, you have superheroes that die. I want to point out, I don't think anyone dies in this one. <laughs> the people definitely died in the first one. Oh yeah, like just just in the in the costume clip. Like. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could argue, oh, those are all flashbacks and they're played for comedy. But then you you see Syndrome die in the, at the end, towards the end of the first one. Yeah, I don't think any, I don't think anyone dies in this one. Like the the bad guy, I'm not going to reveal who it is because I guess this is a non-spoiler one. Because obviously, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, Sammy. But um, yeah, in this one, the bad guy gets arrested in the end. Uh, arrested? What are they? Are they building up to like Arkham Asylum reboot? Um, how do they handle the bad guys in Watchmen? The bad from if I remember in in, in Watchmen, the bad guys just just win. <laughs> Anyway, wait, are we going to spoil Watchmen? Well, the, ba- the bad guys win in Watchmen. I mean, to be fair, like the Watchmen, the graphic novel came out. Was that in the eighties? Yeah. If you, if you, if you are serious, you'd already know what happened in Watchmen. I, I, I've read the, I read the, the, the graphic novel and watched the movie, and like I'm pretty sure the bad guys win in in Watchmen. Ozymandias. Yeah, he, yeah, he did win. Well, did he really? Well, did he really? Because Rorschach still, his journal still got released, so people will still know. Uh, we'll talk about Watchmen some other time. <laughs> Maybe this is a philosophical debate more than anything. Like, yeah, but like people, people still know about Ozymandias' plan. True, and maybe then that will make it like meaningless for him. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, Ozymandias' plan it would have worked, but Rorschach's journal got out, so people have still found out. And Rorschach, he doesn't like to send it to some random person. He sent it to a newspaper, didn't he? I think so. They're they're, they're very obviously going to publish that, surely. I mean, but he's also like a lunatic. Yes. Uh, okay, so they, it, it probably would be easy to discredit him and he's dead so yeah. he can't oh yeah yeah spoilers Rorschach dies yeah and and like Dr. Manhattan is on his side as well so it's like yeah Dr. Manhattan could just be like no this isn't true I did orchestrate this anyway um what was your original question again my I think my initial question was what were your initial thoughts but I think I think you bring up a really good point here is right is like how do things age like you watch something yes. when you're like what you say eight years old yeah I think I'm pretty sure I was eight when I saw the original and you're watching the sequel now, and and obviously it's never gonna. You're like 24, 23 now, so uh, no, my birthday's in ten days. <laughs> you're twenty two now, so you know it. It's hard to say, like, hmm. it's hard to it's hard to really, to make that comparison. Yes, uh, yeah. In, in in viewing, like, but I think one thing it seems like it has done well for you. I know you can obviously discuss this. Is the feeling of the characters has continued. Especially with like a fourteen-year gap, that's something that sometimes might be difficult. Yeah, I feel like because um, a lot of the original cast came back. Like, uh, was it Holly Hunter came back to voice Helen? Uh, whoever it is that voiced Mister Incredible, and it's the same voice actress for Violet, but um, different boy for da- Dash because the guy, the guy originally voiced Dash was like our age when during the first one. So you can, but and because they didn't do a time jump in the film, like literally the second one picks up where the first one ends with the Underminer attacking. Yeah. So um, they had to bring in another boy because you couldn't have you couldn't have some you know twenty three twenty four year old guy voicing an eight year old kid. Well, I, they could have Pixar could have if anyone could. I mean, people watch any Pixar film. True. But yeah, but yeah, it very much it very much felt like an incredible sequel. Yeah, and I think that's like almost like quite quite an accomplishment considering considering the time gap, considering the how the world has changed. Yes. Well since then. Yes. Like if you think about how some movies like. That were released a decade ago, how they would be perceived now. 
sometimes they can feel quite aged, even if they are like good, like were perceived as good movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I think was it last night or the day like the night before or whatever? I was watching this video. This guy was talking about how the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films aren't as good as you remember. <laughs> And like, he made some pretty good fo- points, and it's the fact that, you know, the third one, that's only, two, I say only 2007, that's still, I mean, that's still 11 years ago now, but yeah, yeah. To, to add to your point about, you know, just a film a decade ago, not quite aging as well, whereas Incredibles, don't get me wrong, the sequel, like the way the plot goes, the points that I made in the sequel, for example, Elastigirl is more of the focus as opposed to Mr. Incredible, mm. so there's definitely more of a feminist bend on that, like they're definitely looking at the politics of today and apply it, but you know, I guess they have that. Uh, ability to do that because yeah it has been 14 years later so they could just look at different things yeah, yeah but obviously I think it still feels like an incredible film because yeah Brad Bird came back to direct it a lot of the original cast is back so yeah it's the same you know, same parts just assembled differently yeah but I was wondering I was wondering for example maybe this is what it's like for for example I'm not old enough to have watched the original Star Wars in cinema so I didn't have that 30 year wait for the prequels <laughs> And uh, and I was wondering, uh, I was wondering as well, people that watched um, the original Blade Runner when uh, twenty forty nine came out last year, like how that would have been? Because obviously, I think I was only six months between me watching Blade Runner and twenty forty nine. Yeah, and and I didn't watch either of those in cinema, but apparently nobody watched twenty forty nine in cinema. Well, not many people watched Blade Runner in cinema either. If they make another sequel, I'm going to see that in cinema. I pr- I promise you, Denis Villeneuve. If he if he directs it, if he directs it again, then I definitely will. Oh wait, he he did a great job. Oh yeah, but so so with with Incredibles. Yeah, I think no. yeah, I think for me it's the first time where it's I saw the original and it was a while ago. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, like I say with the Star Wars prequels, yeah, I watched you know I watched the four, five, and six on video a lot. Yeah, but you know I didn't I didn't have the whole. For example, a lot of people that watched the originals in cinema didn't like the prequels. Whereas the prequels are my Star Wars. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the prequels. I appreciate them for what they are, and they're excellent. You know. They they've been memed so heavily, <laughs> but I didn't hate them. But people people yeah people that went to see Phantom Menace many times and because the, the first time they didn't like it, but they thought okay I just need to rewatch. I'll like it the next time and they, they, they just didn't and it really hurt them. Yeah. Whereas I watched Phantom Menace the number of I was speaking to my I always speak to my younger brother about this. He and I we watched Phantom Menace a lot. It's not a good film, but we watched it a lot when we were younger. Defo, like and all these movies came out like I remember when I was a kid like they came out when I was. It was always near my birthdays. It'd always be like the summer blockbuster, right? Oh, nice. And and like, I, I went and saw all these movies like for my birthday. I was like, yes, this is the one I want to go see. So, no, I'm completely down with you on that. I, I really think that the, there is like, it is it is like, it is one of those generational things where you grow up with something being yours. If you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I think that's what the, the case is with Incredibles too, from what you're saying. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because going into this, I saw a lot of memes about I, I, uh, I haven't got any say, but one of them was like, oh, yeah, all you, you know, all you screaming kids that are thinking of coming to see the original, the coming coming to see Incredibles two. This isn't for you. Stay at home. Yeah, yeah, because it's the fact that like my screening, obviously, I mean, I was there. I was there with my youngest brother. And my youngest brother doesn't remember. I mean, he, he next month he's old enough to drive, and yet he doesn't remember watching the first one. That's how long it's been. Where and you know, just other people there, other children there with their parents, and I'm like, there is no way you even existed when the first one came out. But I guess you know, I mean, it's it's a Pixar film it's for children. You know, <laughs> who cares? This is just this is just respite for parents. There's, like a Pixar movie is great for parents because there's some adult themes in it where yeah. the kids will never understand, but the parents can be there and be like, yeah. This is actually entertaining. I, I can watch Finding Nemo and... Oh, wait, it's Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's Pixar. And P- Finding Nemo is a good film as well. I remember seeing that. Yeah, in no, it, exactly. Like, I, I remember watching it with my mum and, like, yeah. my mum enjoyed it. Like, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a good film. It's a good movie. So, yeah. Um, do you have any, like, things that you want to get off your chest about about Incredibles? My love for Elastigirl. Oh, this is not a hentai podcast. I don't, I don't watch hentai, so that's not a problem. Well... You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch hentai. I don't look at hentai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, but like, the more I think about it, the more I think about how like maybe a smarter film it is. But maybe, maybe it's just like the benefit of like cause before I before I watched it, I was watching um, Incredibles, the first one in my room, just you know to refresh my memory. Mm. And looking back at that, I'm like, actually, yeah, you know, there's some stuff. Obviously, watching that as an eight year old, it's like, ah, oh, superpowers, cool. And now it's like <laughs> the interpersonal relationships, like when when um when Violet's talking to Dash about how like, their parents' marriage might be you know at stake. It's a whole yeah, yeah like 
their marriage isn't in a <laughs> in a good place, <laughs> you know. And I, I'm oh. noticing it now more because I'm in my twenties, you know. So yeah, I think there's definitely like a lot of that with um, Incredibles too, because like the uh, the the villain, the screen slaver, uh, basically like mind controls people by taking over their screens and like hypnotizing them. Yeah. He goes in the monologue at one point where he talks about how you know people instead of playing games they watch game shows. Instead of talking to each other, they watch talk shows. And I think they're making a very good point about that. But the screen slaver loses, and it's one of those where it's like. Screenslaver did nothing wrong. But then I'm also a man that will say Thanos did nothing wrong. He just wanted balance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, no, Thanos did do something wrong. He thought too small. He could have doubled all the resources. He didn't have to, <laughs> have to, he didn't have to halve all the people. And yeah, the way he went about getting them all, all the stones as well is a bit... But you know, we've already spoken about Infinity War. But yeah, um, Infinity War. Well, Infinity War, good. Incredibles 2, good. I'd recommend it. I mean, I don't know if you can still watch it. It's probably doing pretty well at the box office, so Pixar will keep it, keep it there. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go. Yeah, yeah. If you got the, you got the time. I mean, Ant Man and the Wasp is out now, so if you're only going to watch one film this month, there'll probably be that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps this up, right? Yep. All right. Uh, so yeah, quickly. First of all, if you listened this long, congratulations and thank you. And as we've already mentioned, uh, we have a Twitter at Talk No Browsers. Sammy is also on Twitter. Is it at Sammy CD? I think so. I, I, I do re- I do actually like tweet fairly regularly. That he does. At Sammy CD, yeah. And um, I am at Assessian95. Um, I don't know if anyone will be able to spell that. But if you want to know who we are, just go to at Talk No Browsers and we're the what, two of the three accounts that we're following. Uh, so yeah, tweet at us with... Uh, or if you want, I mean, if you want, us to, want to talk to us about stuff, just, you know, make suggestions. I mean, no, I don't think anyone's actually tweeted at us yet. But when people, when people do start tweeting at us, we're going to read them all. Well, of course, of course. We're, we're going to respond in the comments below. You know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what else do we have to do? <laughs> yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that other generic stuff that people say. Uh, uh, and next time, what are we gonna, what are we going to talk about, Sessin? Yeah, uh, so yeah, based on uh, some memes that I sent Sammy earlier this week, I think next time we're going to talk about whether cuck memes have become weird and if they ever were normal to begin with. <laughs>